0: I'm ticked like a pit And when you listen real close Sound like the magical Good in my eyes when I was young Know to say I ran away from home God, thank you,
1: I learned the world
2: Welcome to Do The Right Film, my name is Harvey <clears throat> My name is uh, Steve And I'm Thomas Shoma Awesome Today we've got a review of Creed 2, directed by Steven Caple Jr. I thought you were going to say my name. <laughs> <All> that's <laughs> on your name. I don't know. I was like, I don't know why. My directed by triggered. Stephen Armante. Sick. Yeah, we should also
0: gonna... uh, include that that is not Ryan Coogler. Coogler.
2: It is not Ryan Coogler, which I think had most of us worried because I was worried. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. I'm never worried. Okay, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, we're, we also have a topic. We're going to talk about uh, movie characters that we'd like to or we think we could beat up what what is or that we would just like to fight
1: <laughs> we want to like call out in a match like boxing style like it's sanctioned. sanctioned yeah, yeah sanctioned boxing you're on TV uh-huh. and he's like you know who has been talking a lot of shit like fucking JJ J. Abrams I don't I'm, I don't he's not a movie character yeah, I'm he's just using I know but I'm just using him as an example yeah yeah okay and you just call him out in a like a sanction boxing match uh, just fight him
2: are we going to talk about why we'd like to fight that person I don't know man it's probably okay Okay, that should be a fun talk. I think. <laughs> um, yeah, we're also gonna talk about some stuff we watched during the week. Before we get started, how's everybody doing? How's your weeks? Any updates?
1: Uh, uh, you know, things things are good. You know, it was Thanksgiving week. Forgot about that mm-hmm. for a second. It was pretty good. I ate a lot of turkey. Uh, you know, uh, I've been a cowboy this whole week. <laughs> just been exploring the wilderness and just soaking in uh, the great outdoors. So that's what I've been doing. Is that a is that a reference to something? Yeah. I've been uh been uh traveling the hills of uh of Red Dead and uh yeah, I haven't I really was planning on doing a lot more this week and then I I picked that that gem up the past weekend and I mm-hmm. haven't really seen much of the actual outside, but in the video game world I've seen a lot of the outdoors and I've hunted and I met people and I've gone drinking at bars. So, I mean, yeah, I have a second life now.
2: sounds like and a my fun second time.
1: yeah, my second life is being a cowboy, and I'm okay with that
0: wow <laughs> <laughs> how
2: about how about you thomas how
0: are you um, I mean, I think what Steve meant to say was he's been playing a video game, and I've been kinda of doing the same thing too i I recently got a Nintendo switch okay, okay um, Steve got one too, yeah, let's. Oh. thank you. Thank you. Um and uh, yeah, I'm ready to join the modern world um in console gaming.
1: I'm really happy for you. Okay. You've been wa- you've been wanting to uh switch it up for a while. <laughs> Actually, I I get it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't planning on that either. <laughs> it was terrible. It really was. But yeah,
0: um everything's everything's good. Thanksgiving was good. Um no family, just friends on Wednesday. We did a uh, friendsgiving. Uh, Steve, did you try my mashed potatoes? Yeah, but I was pretty drunk when I was trying them, hmm. so I don't have a you know. They a were rating. good.
1: Yeah, they was they were they were good, but you um, know, like I mean, but I was drunk. <laughs> See, that's the issue. They were good when Not I was drunk. Not as good as they could have
2: been, or no? It's just like I do mean, you, trust, do be you trust
1: I'm just saying, do you trust the word of a drunk person? That's what I'm saying. It's like I had a couple of glasses of wine because we're waiting on some people, and uh, you know, when we finally digged in. It was just you know, I was I was feeling pretty good, so. It's up to you. If you want to take my word, they're good.
2: As long as the experience was good for you and it tasted good in that moment. But you know, what was really good. It was this uh, delicious uh, garlic butter that I had. Garlic butter
1: over some uh, some homemade biscuits that I provided, or <laughs> rolls. He he bought rolls. I bought rolls.
0: Uh, Tavi made some nice uh, homemade garlic and herb butter, and uh, we we spread that on the rolls, and it was it was fantastic. And uh, Harvey, you weren't there, and I I feel sorry for you. Yeah. You feel Um, sorry for Harvey uh, a whole lot today. Yeah. He's missing out on the Switch no Nintendo Switch, and he didn't come to Friendsgiving. It's like, what are you even living for?
2: I don't know. I've been asking myself that same thing (laughs) in the past week. Shit. Goddamn. Well, you got no Switch, and you got no Friendsgiving under your belt. What are you doing? Um,
0: (laughs) How was your depressing week?
2: It was okay. I had to spend it with my family. Um, Ugh. (laughs) Actually I had a, I had a really nice time. Um I watched a lot of, a lot of television. Um <laughs> That sounds like uh like dismissive, but no. It was a nice time and um I ate a lot of food and um I took a lot of naps. It was a, it was a pretty nice time overall. Nap time. Yeah. Wow. Um I think we should mention that uh Sean is in here.
0: Uh, yeah, he's not here. <laughs> I'm in his seat right now.
2: Yeah, it looks like a comfortable seat. It is. It
0: might have been revoked. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Damn, taking it from him.
2: <clears throat> um, you guys ready to talk about movies?
0: Yeah, I think I'm. I'm ready. I believe. Uh, who, uh, Harvey lost the game, right? What? You lost? No, I don't think so. I think you did. Steve, did you lose?
1: No, you lost.
0: <laughs> Are you sure? <serious? laughs> <laughs> Stop! <all> right. <laughs> How many how many times can you get away yeah. with that joke? Uh, a, a
1: part of me really wished that he didn't like he really did forget.
2: I don't know. Did it work to a degree? Oh,
0: no, I because so. I think this one this happened already like last
2: week. So, nah. All right. You get me. I think who was it? Steve assigned me this. I don't remember. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Steve. Yeah, it's a uh, Blue Ruin. Oh yeah, it did. I did. Yeah, two thousand thirteen movie directed by uh, Jeremy Solomon. Yeah. I, uh, I believe it's a
0: uh, Sounier.
2: Is it? Yeah,
0: yeah, it is if
1: you want to be pretentious.
0: Yeah, no, I'm going to say Solner. Mr. Solner Sorry. It's a uh, Sunier.
2: Yeah. Um, you may know this guy because he also directed um, Green Room and a few other movies with very angry and uh, destructive <laughs> white men. Uh, I'm going to read the synopsis. The quiet life of a beach bum is upended by dreadful news. He sets off for his childhood home to carry out an act of vengeance. Uh it stars uh Macon Blair, Devin Rattray, um and one of the guys I think is Kevin Collock. I think he was in uh the Home Alone movies. He played the big brother, the uh the uh, fat guy that gives him the
0: Oh the gun. That's in, him?
2: In the field? Yeah, that's the brother. That's Buzz from yeah. uh, Home Alone. I don't Alone. think I would have ever noticed that. Yeah, I noticed it immediately. I was like, this guy looks like the kid from Home Alone. Huh. And yeah, it's him. I don't think I've seen him in anything since the Home Alone movies. So that was interesting. But um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out uh, making Blair's name in this movie. Anyway, he is a uh, beach bum. Basically, he lives out in his car like on the beach and he scavenges for food all day um I, he's basically homeless uh, aside from the the blue i think it's the Buick riviera that he's living in he uh he has no home and he's uh really disheveled and and um just really living the life of a of a true bum a true bum on the beach and um he gets news one day that the man that killed his parents are uh, going to get out of it's going to get out of jail and um obviously very distraught because he assumed that this man would probably spend the rest of his life in jail for for killing his uh, parents he uh, gets out of jail relatively early and um this obviously throws uh throws him into um into a state of panic and a state of uh extreme anxiety he this man has like ruined his life and obviously is the reason that he's a, that he's a a bum now. Um, because he can't really hold a, a normal job or have a normal relationships with, with people. Um, so he resolves to, um, go and, uh, and basically kill this guy. And, uh, throughout the rest of the movie, we, you sort of see a man dealing with the repercussions of, of his actions of, of, uh, exacting revenge. And, um, sort of like that cyclical nature that I suppose revenge has in a way yeah. because once you carry out revenge on someone they in turn have to seek their revenge and uh or and it's it's um it's a really interesting movie and uh I really like the first act in particular because it's it's so uh empty like it's there's no uh there's no talking for the most part. It it it's sort of like a, a silent film to a degree. It reminded me of weirdly of um it's the Robert Redford movie, uh,
0: all is lost. All, all Is Lost.
2: Yeah. It sort of reminded me of that or like Castaway because we just we're following the singular character and him carrying out his uh it's like daily life and things he's doing to survive, basically. And um there's like absolutely no talking and you're just really alone with that character. I really like that first act a lot and you get a sense of who he is and And uh, even sort of his temperament, and um, and uh, it really sets up his character for the rest of the film. Um, I really like that a lot, and uh, it really showed you what like a guy guy could do when he's sort of blinded by revenge. Because he's pretty much this, aside from uh, going through just like a horrible experience, he's a fairly like meek and quiet quiet guy he, um he looks kind of like a pushover yeah yeah he
1: definitely gives that vibe yeah, off Yeah,
2: but then he becomes sort of just taken over consumed by by his sense of revenge that he becomes a completely different person at the end of the movie um i like this a lot um
1: for some reason i don't know why when he said that i started thinking remember that kevin bacon movie that came out years ago called death sentence He's yeah, like I do remember that.
2: I like Death Sentence. Yeah. He, remember, like, his head and Yeah, stuff. remember
1: at the end he ends up becoming like what he yeah. he eventually,
2: or what he hated
1: in a way. I don't know. That's what, I don't know. That's what that movie kind of yeah. reminds me of.
2: Now Thomas, you video. ever seen Death Sentence? Nope. All right, I'm about Let's to put that yeah. in right the right real, real quick. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you want ultra violent, like over the top <laughs> violent shit, Death Sentence. It's so weird because it's Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's great. That's the weirdest part. Um, what I was going to say about this movie. Uh, um I think it's beautiful. I think it's shot really well and um It, like it gives the, a
1: western vibe, doesn't it? Like a little bit of like a western.
2: Yeah, like the pretty much the third act is taking place completely in that thing like the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah. I think that's in Virginia too, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, no shots of like the woods and specifically the ending, like the thunderstorm, like that stuff is gorgeous. Um Yeah. I think Macon Blair does a really solid job. I've only ever seen him in uh the green room and his part is not, I wouldn't say like significant in that, in that movie, but, uh, yeah, he, he plays the lead in this and I think he plays it really well. He, um, he, he does a really good, good job of like capturing, I don't know, someone that has ever had everything stripped from them. And, um, he, he really like portrays a really believable character and, um, Someone being consumed by, by their sense of revenge or, yeah, um, I really enjoy this movie. I think I would give it a four out of five. God damn. It's it's like up there with green room for me and it is as far as like enjoyment and yeah, I like this movie a lot.
0: Oh, making strides on do the right film. Yeah,
1: this film, when I first watched it, I was just blown away completely. Uh, and then finally, I, I mean, I finally watched Green Room this year, like maybe a few months back, and I was just as impressed. I'm still waiting on Hold the Dark. I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. I heard mixed reviews, but uh, I'm definitely still pretty pumped to see it,
0: to see his next film. Hold the Dark, yeah, I've heard um uh, does not live up to the green and blue hype. I think Maybe you should have put a color in the title. I think that's what the problem was. <laughs> Hold the red. Hold the
1: red. Hold the white. I don't know. It takes up place in the north. Yeah. In the snow. Hold the white.
0: Right. Not bad.
1: There he goes.
2: Um, I watched some other movies. I don't know if you guys want me to keep talking or.
0: I don't know. Or, or, or I mean, are they, are they worthy?
2: Well, no. But. <laughs> 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 I'll bring it up anyway. But I want to talk about them. All right. Um, I watched a lot of movies this week. Because I was home and because I didn't have anything to do. So in total, i watched about eight movies this week. Jesus Christo. <laughs> I'll watch six of them are rewatches. watches um, okay. <laughs> You're going to go through all I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm not going go to like, give detailed reviews of them. But um, I want to set the context for... Yeah. Like, uh, my sister is like 13 years younger than me. So a lot of stuff she hasn't seen, you know? And... Um, I feel like when I, when given the opportunity, I want to show her some classics from my childhood that she missed out on. Um, the first being *Nacho Libre*. Um, it, it holds, holds up. up. It does hold up. It's a pretty fucking. Funny I don't movie.
0: want your review. I want your sister's review. So, damn, I should have. That, that's a good idea. It's a better Fucking idea. voice record it right there and bring. Just, it Or in. like you could have had her like write that down a paragraph so, yeah. and you read it out. <laughs> Uh, this movie was dumb. It made no sense. It was, you know, Why did Harvey make me watch this
2: shit? I think, she, <laughs> I think she did. Like, I'm sure she thought it was dumb as shit. And I showed her. The, oh, well, uh, we watched The Waterboy as well. How did uh, she feel about that? She laughed a lot during The Waterboy. I did too. I think that holds up as well. Like more so than any of like any other Adam Sandler comedies. Yeah. It's pretty fucking funny still. Um, yeah, that's about it. Actually, I watched <laughs> I watched some uh, Wayne's brother brothers movies, uh Blank Man and Mo Money. Oh, Blank Man's uh, always great. Yeah, Blank Man's great. Beverly Hills Cop Three. Oh man, Whew. Beverly Hills Cop Three. I think is like the underrated. It uh, is. installment in that in that in that franchise, and it's often rated the worst. But it's such a cool movie as like a theme park, like a Disneyland like uh, theme park at the backdrop of it, and you have all this action that takes place like in the theme park. I don't think that's done very often. Is really. It, I think it made for some really cool action sequences.
1: You think we'll ever get a a, a sequel to that?
2: Um, Beverly Hills Cop? I don't know. Probably a reboot, maybe. Dude, honestly, at no, the, I want Eddie Murphy at, to the, at the rate
0: of That's the excellent. the shit that they're just pumping out these days.
2: Yeah.
0: And then someone someone posted this meme about it was like a a grid photo of like the like nine Disney release movies coming out in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. And the the caption was like, "Damn, Disney didn't need to go this hard in 2019." Like, what's so hard about just remaking everything that you've already made? Like, yeah. so what, what, what? What's what's the complaint? I'm saying like the the meme. Um, it said like, "Damn, Disney didn't need to go this hard in 2019." It was Lion King. Uh, something, some bunch of other. Yeah, but they're all, they're remaking. They're not going hard. They're just remaking shit. They ran.
1: I've said this the other night. It's like the
2: easiest way to make money. Go go ahead, Steve.
0: I
1: was just going to say, I think Disney's, uh, I don't think they're out of ideas, but I feel like they're just really at this point, just like raking it in. Like they, I think yeah. they could if they really wanted to come up with some like great concepts and like great mo- films still. I'm sure they have a ton.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think but they're I feel just like
0: exploiting the uh the generation of nostalgia at this point. Yeah, I think they're just cashing in on, like, on the money
1: I don't know I don't know what's the point. Like they know everyone's like,
2: oh yeah, like kings for my they childhood." Know that they can make money off of
1: it. Like and also, I mean, I don't know. I just I I think I'm done watching Disney movies.
2: I think some stuff will come in the future. Some more original stuff. Yeah,
0: when we die. No,
2: I don't think that far far into the future. Maybe five years or something. Um, I also watched Ratatouille. (laughs) I was never a huge fan of Ratatouille. And after watching it again uh, years later, um, I'm I'm still not that much of a fan of it, if I'm honest. I don't like the the way the story is told. It's sort of split into like two uh, perspectives and two narratives. And I don't think they really mesh well together. I know if it's probably fucking dumb reviewing an eleven-year-old Disney movie, but or Pixar, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I watched a lot of movies this week. Went hard. Yeah, yeah. Probably too hard. I sh- I could have been doing more constructive things like uh, buying a nintendo switch yeah i could have went out and bought a nintendo mm-hmm. switch and almost fought best buy employees like <laughs> you did <laughs> i feel like i should have brought that up on the podcast
1: i mean i think all right so long story short thomas almost fought best buy employees to get his
0: switch no i did not fight best buy employees to get my switch and, but a, kid. and a kid no no so basically you know when you order something online on black friday and Best Buy, usually, when you order something online, I don't know if you've ever done it, they email you back 45 minutes later saying, all right, it's ready. You know, no big deal. It's here. They just carry it from the back of the store to the front of the store. That's not the case on Black Friday. They just sell all your shit that you reserved, and then when you get there, they tell you that's out of stock. And I'm like, in my head, I'm walking. You can ask Pat and Tappy. I'm like, I'm doing the Michael B. Jordan, like, fucking warming up before a fight and they're like just relax you haven't even gone yet like you don't even know if there's going to be a problem i'm like i fucking know there's going to be a problem it's black friday it's it's best buy so i get there turns out it's worse than i could have even imagined which uh,
2: which best buy did you go to atlantic center Nah. god it
0: doesn't matter it's black friday in new york city they're all fucking mad houses um so <laughs> I uh, essentially wait in line. They're going around the line saying, "Did you get your uh, email saying your order is ready for pickup?" And uh, everyone's like, "No." Like, oh, well, then you know we don't have it here for you. It's not ready yet. And everybody's like, "Oh, really? Okay." And they get out of line. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm "Not getting out. I'm not getting out of this fucking line." <laughs> so I have this dude right, and I'm like, I I scroll down the email so it doesn't look like it's my pickup email. And um, he's like, did you get your email? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got my email. And then he's like, let me get your order number. And uh, he looks up the order number. And then he looks up that item. He like, oh, that's out of stock. It was a Nintendo Switch bundle for Mario Kart. I was like, okay, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a, a very lenient customer here. And for the same price, just give me the regular Switch. And uh, we'll we'll call it at that. He goes and gets the switch for him. He's like, "Oh, okay, this kid didn't like. He was new." The uh, female employee that was higher than him was like, "You can't give that to him. Those are no pick or whatever." <laughs> but, I like how she sh- sounds so menacing. You can't give. But that there was to not, him. it wasn't like those were reserved. Nintendo switches were in stock. You could physically wait in line and, and get one. Um, but basically, long story short, I went through like four managers and waited, never left that desk. I did a lot of canceling and reordering stuff on my phone. Really? Yeah. Um, no way. I didn't yeah. know that part of the story. Yeah. yeah. That changes a lot. Um, I would have been frustrated. Yeah, it was It was frustrating. And then I found this one guy that was like, I know this guy is high up enough to where he can't say no he to He wasn't
1: wearing a blue shirt. He
0: was wearing a yellow shirt. Yes, he was. <laughs> I saw that yellow shirt and I saw how he was bossing all the other people around. I'm like, that's the guy. So I beeline to him. He sorted it out for me, but it was not easy. It was, well, it uh, was about a th- almost a three-hour process. Did they include anything because of uh, your grievances? He was supposed to. Um, he was going to give you like a gift card, but like so the information got lost along the way, and I didn't want to be a dick about it, and I just wanted to get out of there. Uh, what was he going to give you? I, I think he was going to give you? me like forty bucks off or something. Oh, damn, dude! I know, I know. Well, I had actually forgot, and then when I was walking out, I was like, "Fuck! I never got that discount."
1: Yeah, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, you got your switch. Or you could have done what I did and just bought mine, you know, before
0: Black Friday. It was complicated. <laughs> Best Buy credit card was involved, and the deal was... And it turns Is out it? I never even got the deal, so you're right, but yeah. yeah. Well, Anyways. you know,
1: it was a harrowing journey for all of us this week. I think we've all experienced different levels of enjoyment and excitement, and, uh, yeah, you know, we...
2: That, that's every week.
1: But yeah, I feel like this week in general, I feel like we all... It's just it was just on a different level, so it, was, it was a good week for all of us.
0: But sure. we're not talking about weeks anymore. We're talking about movies. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting. <laughs> we just wait, <so laughs> Thomas. Did I, you watch I, a movie? Yeah, I backpedaled <laughs> to that Best Buy story because I thought it was an interesting story, but I didn't mean to do it in the middle of the fucking movie reviews. It's yeah, fine. But here we are. I'll th- just pretend that was Sean's review.
2: Are y'all going to do, like, a joint review right now or something? Uh, yeah. If, tell me what movie you watched so right.
1: I can join if if I... Or, like, or maybe not join if... if it seem
2: I watched,
0: um... As you may know... Coen Brothers movie. Netflix release. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. You saw this movie, Steve? Yeah, I did. Okay. So, I was looking for something uh, on Netflix that would catch my eye. Um... I've been hearing some things about this. It's Coen Brothers. How could you not hear about it? And it was either this or The Outlaw King, which I did not watch. um, And I didn't hear good things about that. So I went with this one, right? This is uh, obviously Coen Brothers written and directed. It's starring uh, Tim Blake Nelson as Buster Scruggs. Clancy Brown is a lot... Dude, people
1: brendan gleason liam neeson Gleason,
0: liam neeson tom waits yeah you got you well, got the catalog uh, uh james franco i forgot anyways the reason why there's he so had many the, oh
1: can i say that he yeah. had like i think he had a, a, one of the best endings for me at least i really like that last the, the ending yeah of, of that short it's great
0: all right you can continue well when you say short um basically what he's saying is uh this is an anthology film which I don't think the Coen brothers have ever done. No. it. All right. Um, It's comprised of six stories, each dealing with... Is it six, including the it's beginning? six. Or seven? It's six. Okay, it's six total. Mm-hmm. Uh, Each dealing with a different aspect of life in the Old West. And that's exactly what this movie is. And here's the, the issue with this movie, if I talk about it. um, It really is... Like, they're not intertwined. Like you would think, there's no like. Uh, what are those movies called? New York, I love you, or whatever. Yeah,
1: Paris. Now, even yeah. even if you actually think about it, they're not really into. I think thematically they're intertwined, like they deal with like. A, a right. Love. Right. Exactly. But
0: this this just deals with. But the characters will never cross paths. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that leads to a problem where I I actually do think you could rate each story individually rather than the whole film, but obviously i'm going to rate my enjoyment of the of the movie at the end but um i uh i think i enjoyed a lot of this movie i think the weird part for me was the longest or what seemed to be the longest um stories i didn't enjoy as much and and they were towards the end i think um you don't like the girl who got rattled
1: I thought that was, I thought it was, I think it's because it it speaks to more of my, so each, all right, the thing about each of these stories, they actually, they're all, they're all dark. They all have this, it's just this over, like, over looming, like, gloom to them. Right. But, but they all kind of, in their own way, deal with, like, certain, like, genres and film. Like, for me, The Girl Who Got Rattled kind of reminded me of a a period piece in a way,
0: like a a romance film. Yeah, that's. Could be why I didn't like it,
1: and I think that's why you didn't like it. I yeah. loved how I loved I loved that. I don't know why I was like really digging. It's it. totally <clears> your
0: <throat> taste because my favorite was actually the one before it, Which was, was looking for gold. First of all,
1: I saw this and I'm like, dude, this is such a Thomas Shomo <laughs> fucking movie. Like, if it was if this was two hours of just Tom Waits digging in the mountains for gold by himself, <laughs> dude, Tom would have gave this shit a five out of five. You I would have told everyone to fuck. I kid you not. I sat there, I'm like, fucking Tom would love this shit. So, but yeah. you know what? But that one was still great, though.
0: Right. Yeah. I think. Um, I think overall, I enjoyed this movie a lot, and it's very hard. I'm not. I can't really tell you about a plot because there's no continuous plot.
1: It's just little stories. Yeah, but some are
0: longer than others. I would say. Can we go through and explain, like, briefly the stories?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. If you want to talk some about some of your favorites, some of your least favorites. I mean, so
0: overall, it it's
1: hard to judge this movie as a whole because I think it's like you said, it's just it's an anthology, so you yeah. just can't sit there and be like. But I would say this. These two are actually perfect. Like This is something they sh- I feel like they should have done a long time ago, and I'm surprised they didn't, because
0: their style and how the way they tell stories works so well. Yeah, I would say what works very well in this is that if you don't like Westerns that much because they drag on, um, this one is, is interesting, and it might bring something more to you because it's basically six short Western films. So if you don't like long Western films... Here's six short ones, you know, and it's it'll hold your attention span a little bit better, I think. Um, I enjoyed the first four like a lot. I think um, meal ticket. I think is the most visually striking.
1: Which that's one's what meal uh, that's with Liam, Liam. Right. Neeson. With Liam Neeson. I think that one visually, the use of color, I think is just really striking, just because it's yeah it takes place somewhere a little bit. It looks like Montana region, so it looks that a little bit one,
0: colder. That one was the most shattering for me i thought oh, yeah. the emotions there were the most like powerful because like all right so the the first story is very funny it's um uh, essentially it's starts with buster scruggs the film's named after him um and there's this book with all these stories in it but he's not in all of the the, the stories he's only in the first one he's not even mentioned. and the first one's essentially a fucking musical which is interesting uh, so I enjoy, I enjoyed that one. The second story is is um that one's the uh, the with James, James Franco. Franco with just with the outlaw with just like yeah. the worst luck ever, right? And that's essentially what it is. It's a very simple movie about an outlaw with like with no luck and um, kind of a half, not a halfway. He just doesn't seem to have the right sense about him. Yeah, and uh, he's he's, he's uh, weirdly calm through all of this. <laughs> Then, uh, the, the third story I think is the most deep one in in terms of like, I don't know what it is about it, but it stars Liam Neeson. I don't know the other guy's name, but he's, I believe he's a, what do you call it? A person with no, he has no limbs. Yeah. It's not a paraplegic because they, they, they can't work. Yeah. This guy has no limbs and he, he's basically put on like a show, uh, Liam Neeson carries a wagon around with him across the West and uh, performs a show for people where they just throw this legless, armless guy out to do, like, some sort of spoken word, like, uh, performance. And uh, he's being exploited. Like, the whole time, he's strapped to a chair a lot of the time because he can't really move anyway, so it just kind of keeps him in one place in case he falls, you know? And... God, it's it was brutal kind of. And there's this <laughs> part where a chicken comes into play where I was like, Jesus Christ. And yeah. And then that, the,
1: that's the most deep one
0: in yeah. terms of I think there's certain ones
1: in this I think it and they're all in their own way. They all could be bigger movies. With the, they could be a little bit more fleshed out, but I feel right. like this one actually could be its own like they yeah, they film. would all be like very small movies. But yeah. This one actually could be a film and I would also say uh uh what was the one with the uh, old gold canyon could be a film on its own as well in my opinion right how the way it's set up
0: yeah i think and then the next one is my f- my favorite i think it's tom waits um he just stumbles into a valley what looks like colorado maybe and he's he's kind of just mining for gold and you know there's like this wonderful little he's like one with the animals around him and there's a scene where he he steals an egg from a bird's nest, and, and the bird sees them. Yeah, it's it's very it's very interesting. Um, I kind of learned about gold mining, like very low budget, like early gold mining. You know,
1: <laughs> it's very interesting because I'm like, I, like, I think we could do that. I think any of us. Well, I'm could. sure it's all gone now, right? Oh, it's definitely all gone. But I'm just saying, like at one point, we could have done that.
0: Makes you wonder why gold is worth so much. It's weird. Uh, yeah. Then the the fifth the second to last one is the one that steve likes a lot um it feels weird it feels like a fucking japanese rpg almost romance and uh honestly i started to to kind of lose my attention span in the last two stories i don't know i don't know I would what's s- happening
1: yeah i would say the girl who got rattled i liked a lot i just because i don't know it was just it reminded me of that's a more traditional if you look at how the way the story's told a little bit yeah and Holloway, like this, you know, it sets the players up, and I think it's one of the longer ones in the film. Uh, it it, r- it reminds me a little bit more of a, tra- a traditional Western film, you know, shootouts. It has a little bit of that. It has like it has you know, romance, you know,
0: mm-hmm. open planes. Yeah, and then the the last story is kind of um, it's 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 very Tarantino as it's very dialogue driven. Well, I guess the Coen Brothers are also big proponents of of dialogue too but yeah it's it's very dialogue driven This most of it takes place in a wagon when they're just traveling from one location to another and um it involves bounty hunters and won't really give anything away yeah i would just i would just say this
1: i think though i though i enjoyed
0: all these stories i would say out of all
1: of them i think this was the most kind of like predictable yeah, like it was. It's so fucking just like in your face. You're like, oh god.
0: And the and the movie ends in it too, on that one too. And I think that kind of takes away from the movie as a whole, because you're you're ending on that one. Um, I feel like they could have ended on another one, but overall, I would say definitely watch this because it's accessible. I mean, it's probably one of the better things on Netflix right now.
1: No, In hands of like, hands down this yeah. is something
0: cinematography is beautiful.
1: Yeah. Of I, w- I would say uh this is something I can find myself revisiting, you know, time and time again and it's a simple watch. It doesn't require it really it's not like and I think those are the best films to watch is something where it doesn't you know require like it's just like oh you need dedication like no, you can just literally put this on and just enjoy each individual story if you wanted to. It's really well done. Uh yeah. performances uh, overall it just again it's it, it's case by case basis and how the story is being portrayed in certain scenarios because there's certain ones like James Franco's story I think he had like maybe two lines <laughs> like or less of dialogue you know it's more you yeah. know, emoting and things like that but uh, it's yeah. fun
0: it's 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 a fun film ambient, to watch it yeah. is beautiful landscapes to look at There's great production design it just um, made me want to be a cowboy kind of like wish I'd saw it in a theater it looks like a good theater movie um, right. It is so in theaters it, right now, all right? But yeah, most people won't see it there, which is a shame. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Overall, I would give this movie like a light four, but I give story number four like a five because <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, I think I would.
1: I think I would agree with you. I feel like this is a heavy four for me. Uh, I'm most likely. I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch it just because it's. It, it's a fun. It's on. It, that's what it is. Just a fun series of stories to watch, and yeah. I love anthologies. And the first,
0: the first one's the most fun, I think, with Buster Scruggs. I think it's a great way to open. Yeah.
1: It really sets the tone. It really sets what this is, I guess you can say, like what the next series of films you're going to watch are next. So, it's definitely give it a watch. Highly recommend it. Yeah, Harvey, check it
2: out. Yeah. Um, you saw it. No, Did you? Oh, you didn't? I didn't see it. Um, I don't. I don't have Netflix either, so peasant It'll be interesting
1: Harvey don't support Netflix
2: Um, I'll find a way to watch it (laughs) Um, you guys ready to talk about the main review yeah alright here's a clip
0: why do it again
2: what do you have to prove it's not about that you wouldn't be any good to anybody if you didn't do what you love you wouldn't be able to breathe right Well, I wouldn't be any good to anybody if I don't handle this the right way. But I need you. I'll beat him. better. That was a great clip, right? Uh, Yeah. Man. As always. It really captured me. Um, Creed 2 was directed by Stephen Caple Jr. It stars Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Creed, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Tessa Thompson, Dolph Lundgren. Shit's crazy, right? And um, Felicia Rashad. A couple other people from uh, Rocky 1. Pretty much got the whole cast, I think. You say
0: Sylv- Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, I said the Rusty song. I didn't hear
2: it. (laughs) He's the second person I named. Uh, Here's a synopsis. uh, Tagline first. There's more to lose than a title. Follows Adonis. Why is it worded like that? Follows Adonis' Creed's life inside and outside of the ring as he deals with newfound fame, issues with his family, and his continuing quest to become a champion. Um, Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Yeah, you said you have some complaints about the
0: theater, to be exact. <laughs> Alright, so I knew this was gonna be a popular movie. And, you know, I, I keep that in mind I guess when I go see movies. Um but my favorite theater, Alamo Draft House, was not uh everything was kinda of sold out. I think everybody was off work this week, so got got sold out real quick, so I was forced to go to this other one that um not a lot of breathing in the nose um, goes down at this theater, ever. And it's usually very easy to predict. Like, you can actually, um, the two people I went with, Pat and Tappy, like, you can ask them, and I'll tell you, right before we went to the theater, I'm like, this is going to be brutal. I just know that everyone's going to talk. And I was right. Everyone talked. And specifically, the people who were talking the most were the people um, right in front of me directly in front of me. And it was a packed theater so you couldn't move, literally sold out. Crazy. <laughs> and I mean Pat went with me. He he has this different kind of attitude where he's able to just br- like focus on the movie and brush that stuff off. I happen to think um you you should, to really invest yourself in the movie, you you should be as immersed as possible. And and I think subconsciously you hear them talking and you might even miss a line of dialogue or two you know and I just think it's wrong and they should be brought to justice and I just, I just want you to know that uh, are you guys with me on that
2: mm, what theater did you go to
0: <laughs> I don't want to talk about it I, I want to know <laughs> United Artists Court Street 12 I mean the word you, artist does not you mean say, anything
2: you set yourself up for that If I'm honest. I
0: understand that, but... um, I don't
2: have a lot of sympathy for you.
0: Well, Harvey brought up a good point when I told him about this the other day. It's not... It's a systemic problem, right? The theater should enforce it. And Alamo Draft House definitely enforces it. Um, But the theaters don't enforce it. And Harvey uh, brought up a good point as to why. It's because they're already on the decline for business. And you're just going to yell at people and kick them out all the time. they're not going to fucking be customers anymore. No. And that's sad.
2: It's such a fragile uh yeah yeah, business. So
0: Um Alright. So other than that, I was angry the entire time, but I'm able to recoup my thoughts and uh try to get back on track because I, I do know what happened in the movie. I didn't really miss anything. I just think I would have been more emotionally invested, um if people weren't fucking shaking boxes of candy and laughing and having conversations. Uh, And there was a lot, like, during the fight scenes, there was a lot of cheering and clapping and stuff, which I'm totally okay with. So, I don't want to give the the wrong impression. If people are, like, going wild over some crazy shit that's happening in the movie, that really doesn't bother me. Um, Because it's appropriate, you know? Um, Creed 2. I'll talk about Creed 2. I watched Creed 1. You guys saw it too, I'm assuming, right? No, I skipped it. <laughs> All right, I'm pretty sure everyone here liked Creed. Um, it was one of those things. It was like you kind of feel like they're running out of ideas. You're like what, really? You're gonna fucking so a, a Apollo Creed's son is a boxer, and oh, like, how are you gonna do that? Turned out it, it was actually a well-made movie directed by Ryan Coogler, and I really enjoyed. Um, just the the whole like uh, emotional connection between Stallone or Rocky Balboa and Adonis Creed, played by Michael B. Jordan in that movie. Uh, I think that carries over here. Um, I'm actually a big fan of an old beat up Rocky. Like, you guys seen Rocky Balboa? Yeah. yeah, that's great. I like Rocky Balboa a lot because there's something about his human side that really is like gentle, you know. And uh, yeah, this movie delivers on most of the things that the first one did. I would say, um, it it's definitely uh, not as good. Um, but I wonder if it's just you know how simple the story is that makes it just a little underwhelming for me. Uh, the story is is basically um, the the man who killed his father. Was it Drago? Drago, uh, right? Drago. Drago. Drago is the one that um killed apollo creed you know not intentionally i guess i guess they signed waivers for that right hey if you die you die if you die he dies <laughs> oh man that's a classic um but but basically um he's out over there in russia or ukraine yeah, ukraine. ukraine right uh and he's um he's exiled, from exiled. he's from russia right but basically, he's uh he's out there training this this behemoth of a man, um which is his son, Superboy. Yeah, he is he is massive, and uh, what happens is uh Michael B Jordan's just chilling. He's got his life with with Tessa Thompson. He's he's you know good friends with Rocky. He's living in Philly. Everything's
2: great, and he's newly crowned world champion.
0: Right, and now he's world champion because he um yeah he took the belt from this guy or whatever.
2: Andre Ward, uh I forget his name in the movie.
0: So, yeah, I don't I don't remember either. Williams? I don't, know. Yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, so so he's happy and then everything uh gets uprooted um because some publicity stunts via Drago coming to America occur and he's like uh he just comes out of nowhere and, and challenges Donis Creed to a, a rematch to avenge his father. And uh, Adonis Creed is is very prideful. He does not let it go. Rocky is like, this is not worth it. The guy's a tank. It's not worth it. They're you know they're just trying to get in your head, and, and it's working. And and he says, I got to fight. Got to do it for pops, you know. Um, and that's the whole movie, pretty much, is him defending his his father's you know legacy, I guess, and and trying to live up to. That standard, and he's doing it for his father, but he's also doing it for himself, too. And the movie's a little bit more than that because they don't fight once, they fight twice. Is that a spoiler? I don't think so. Okay, I
2: don't think it's a spoiler.
0: Uh, the way this movie's
1: structured is it just yeah. its kind of evident in a way. I don't know. It's right, I hate right. to say it's predictable, but it is in, in yeah. terms of like, well, homemade.
2: also in the trailer, there's also like scenes of him in the hospital in the trailer, so you, I guess, you figure that he'd have had to get his ass kicked once. I assumed it from the trailer.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, um, but essentially uh, the movie, the fights are great, and I, I really love the exchanges. Um, I would say the the movie falls off for me is just how like simple everything is with his personal life, and I just felt more of like a connection to the people around him in the first one. Like I felt like his connection to Tessa Thompson was so deep, uh, his connection to Rocky was so deep, but here he's just kind of, you know. That's that's kind of on the back burner in this film, and I think it takes away some of the human emotions for me. Um, but they do come back with some really good emotional harsh blows. And uh, one of my favorite things is the the villain started um, the villain. I say villain because he's you know kind of what he is. But his his arc was looking very predictable and corny to me. Like I'm evil men from Russia, come to beat you. Um, but then once they started getting into his past and, and how, um, he's just being like used as this muse by his father, it, it, I think it added a nice level think, of depth. I
2: think that's a, probably a spoiler. Is it? I, it might be. Why? Um, Why I, it I think that wouldn't was something, obvious though, right? Well, it was something I didn't expect. Like I didn't expect his character to have that, that arc and that, and that depth. I didn't expect that.
0: And well, anyway. I guess that's a spoiler, but yeah. it doesn't spoil the story. No. no. I don't don't know. know. What are your thoughts on that, Steve? Can we leave that in? I mean, we could talk about it afterwards.
2: What? (laughs) We need to talk about it now. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: anyways, all I'm saying is um, instead of his opponent being just this big bad wolf he has to fight, I think they they added some depth to his his overall arc at the end, and uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I think this movie is good, fun, entertaining, and almost lives up to the first one, but not quite in terms of uh, Michael B. Jordan's life or Adonis Creed rather's life.
2: I agree with that. Um,
1: yeah, I agree with a lot of your sentiments. I think most people
2: do. You know, <laughs> I, think, <ew>. I <laughs> think. I don't yeah. snort. Ew. That was a fake snort, by the way. The way. It was just perfectly <laughs> done. <not like> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh in terms of of what I thought this would be and compared to how good I, how much I enjoyed it, it it's a big difference. I, I honestly thought this was gonna be shit. Um, but this was actually a very good movie and it's um I would say it's nearly on par with the first one. I do agree that the the relationships and, and the the closeness to it, that he had to the people around him is sort of lacking in this and I think it's I think it doesn't serve the purpose of this movie either very well because this movie, it it deals a lot with why is he continuing to fight and what does he fight for? Whereas the first one was, I suppose, why he fights, the reason why he fights. This one is more so like who he fights for, who he fights for and what that means to him. And I think uh, a big part of his uh, arc in this is him discovering that. And I think that it, it, the movie didn't do itself... Uh, service by sort of alienating the people around him because I think they are a big part of why he fights. And, um, and I think that the movie could have been stronger because of that. I think that Tessa Thompson's, uh, like role in this movie was, um, a bit underplayed, especially considering that they had, um, a child in this movie. I think that's in the trailer as well. I don't think I'm spoiling that, but um, this
0: whole review is like, I don't think I'm spoiling that. (laughs) I really, I don't remember the trailer actually. So I can't recall,
2: but yeah, she has a, she has a child in this. They have a child together. And I think that, I think that that could have been utilized, uh, in a much bigger way. And, um, I think it could have,
0: it all happened so quickly.
2: Yeah. It could have really, um, they could have like captured moments with the two of them together. Um, could have really expanded on their relationship and uh just made that whole dynamic stronger. Um Rocky was great. He he does what he does. He gives his uh inspiring speeches and the the perfect uh wise advice. Um and he is endearing as in like even like non... it's crazy that all of the first movies are re- really enjoyable and they're and they're sort of like action and you have Rocky um beating the shit out of people. But in this one In these new ones, there's like no fighting from him. He's like completely shifted as a character, and now he's. I think he's just too old. I mean, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying like how his uh, role in these in these films has changed, and but it still works at at really well. Yeah, yeah, Um, he's
0: not the same
2: as he was for sure. Yeah, I I like I like how his characters have been handled so far.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: Um, What else? I think the, I think the. The film looks good for the, for the most part. I think there are some uh, scenes in uh, Creed 1 that I think were shot better and I think that were more exciting to me. Um, I'm specifically talking about like, the fight sequences. But I think this one was pretty solid overall. And, um, yeah. It was, it was a solid movie.
1: You know, it's I feel like we're just going to be a broken record. But I agree with everything you guys are saying. oh. I didn't go in with a negative attitude. I saw the trailer, and I think when I first saw it, I sent it to you guys. I'm like, I can't fucking wait. I don't know why. I just have always had a soft spot for this entire franchise, like all the Rockies. And especially when I saw Creed, I was like, man, I can't wait to see what's next. And uh, this one's no different. I do agree that it is not as emotionally... Impactful as the first film, but I think it's because he—it was such a personal journey for Adonis, and in this, it is still a personal journey. It's just way more predictable in terms of how everything's laid out, especially story-wise. You kind of see the beats coming, but regardless, even if you see him, it doesn't mean that they have less effect. I think it still works as a for the film as a whole, and uh, you know when he when he fails, you feel his failure you know, wh- when you see, when you see his success, you feel that, like, it's just, there's a lot of, that's why I, I was just like, I feel so empowered after watching that movie. I'm like, damn, I want to go run in the fucking desert. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go run in the desert for like, you know, 20 miles and freaking just work out. But, you know, it's just, it's one of those films. It just, it just works on a basic level. And it and I feel like it doesn't go for those cheap moments in terms of, uh you know, the, those, those heart-wrenching moments, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't feel cheap just because we know these characters. We know them because they're such a long history. And uh, one of my favorite aspects, I would say also, is the introduction of like... You know, this film could have had a generic fucking antagonist. It could have been super generic, like in the old films. It could have just been like, oh, a guy who wants to just fight. But the fact that they gave Drago and his son like this uh, and Victor a backstory... Yeah. And like you felt their backstory. Like you did There was one part of the, part of the movie where I'm like, I kind of don't want him to lose.
2: Yeah, that's actually. Uh, and like, that's
1: weird because like the fact that though you like, like when uh, there, there's a really great moment, uh, a fight when they're just going back and forth and it was just like nonstop. And you're like, a party was just like, it's like, I don't want, you know, I don't want, you know, I want both of them to succeed that's weird. You know, you, you usually are the side of the protagonist. You don't want to have the antagonist win, but the fact that he was, he had, he had just as much on the line as he did, you know, it, it, it put, there was some weight there and some like, you know, urgency for
0: character. I was still rooting against him. That, yeah, that, that is true. Well, yeah, I what you're
2: yeah, I didn't yeah. mention that either, but that is actually probably my favorite thing about this movie is the way they handled, uh, Victor Drago. He's, He's just he, he, as damaged yeah, as Adonis yeah, in, a, in his own he's way. He's a pretty complex, uh, like, villain. We don't Adonis. see it for, like, the yeah. first half of the movie. You just think he's just an evil asshole, but he does get... Or um, an MMA
0: fuckboy. Yeah, he
2: does get, like, some satisfying, like, development, <laughs> and you see why he is the way that he is. And I think um, I think that has, like, a leg up over, in, like, any of the earlier Rocky films, if I'm because usually there's just a, a guy that's an asshole, and, and you're not really yeah. sure why. And,
1: and if you think about it, it's kind of counter... All right, imagine if, you know, Adonis didn't have the opportunity and grew up in the way he did, like he could have been like Victor, an angry person. You know, like just, you know, using that as like a, a way to kind of vent. So I think in a, in a weird way they kind of parallel each other and they he sort uh, of
2: was actually until he got like uh well, adopted and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like if yeah. he didn't get if he didn't get that opportunity or like that chance to like have a better life, you know, he could have ended up down that path. I don't know. I think this movie it's so weird. It, you would think like, oh, they're just going to really fumble this. And I think everyone just brought... I think there's just a lot of just like passion for this franchise and a lot of just people who wanted to succeed and want it to be good. And it's not just this cheap cash cow because have, if it was a cheap cash cow, we could have got a sequel man. like a year after. No, but we. I think they took their time with it and you can tell that everyone really wanted to make this good.
2: I have an idea. I think... Uh I think Stallone has a lot of input on. Oh yeah, I on, think so too. And like what he is willing to do and won't do. Yeah, most but, definitely. I'm sure a lot of this has to go through him.
1: Yeah, I don't think he like real shit. If he said I'm not like if he says I'm not going to be in it, this shit yeah. won't happen. Like yeah. he's like I feel like he's so connected now to the franchise, like DNA wise. Like it would be weird if he's not in the film. I'm pretty
2: sure like Ryan Coogler had to like go through him to make Creed.
1: oh uh, yeah, I was listening to interview. He's like, yeah, Ryan brought me the script and I read it and I'm like, he's like, holy shit! Like, he's like, what a great idea! Like, I I'd never thought about that. He's like, I was, you know, it. I was watching an interview. It was pretty cool. Uh, hmm. Don't you don't you like the 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 slow moments when Rocky was just sitting down in the kitchen and just like making pasta? <laughs> what a great I moment. Mean, you You're know, just, you know, there just I a, love that shit. He's <laughs> just an old man by himself just just making That's food. That's literally
0: my my kind of movie. So it's bumped it up at least half star. Yeah, I would say um, what do you guys say about the weight class? Didn't he seem wildly out of his weight class?
2: Wildly. Huh. <laughs> Is that legal? Well, yeah. Yeah, like there's no. Um,
0: I thought I thought yeah. you can't physically do that in like the actual championship. That shit was no, insane. There's how like
2: he he uh, there's want. like no max or anything. Like you got, Ooh, there's, there's like a minimum, but yeah.
1: You have to understand that Michael P. Jordan's a like, giant I feel it's like the dude, minimum
0: right? for Victor's class. Like I feel like, uh, fucking Creed wouldn't make that minimum. Maybe he's got fucking they were dense muscles. Uh,
2: heavyweights are like, it's not a lot. It's not like two hundred eight and up or
0: something. So it's like the once you get to that that heavyweight, it's the highest. It can literally go up to any. Yeah, number. like you can be like four hundred pounds. So you're saying that I'm fifty eight pounds away from becoming a heavyweight? Michael B. Jordan almost doesn't seem like a heavyweight.
2: Yeah,
1: he's like he's a muscle. He's a straight muscle. But like foot, even like Mike, Mike Tyson looks two. bigger
2: than him, like wider. And yeah, it's just uh, I think it's just body structure. And he's like really, he's like a big frame too.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, Victor, Victor, uh, he was very scary, very scary yeah, guy. He's a huge guy. He looked like he could. He reminded me of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. In terms of like, he can crush my skull in.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's pretty huge.
1: Yeah. Uh, crush your skull. Basically, that was a very terrifying individual. But oh, um, imagine being in the ring with that.
2: I wanted to ask you guys because um, I talked to uh, Pat, the intern. And he said he cried. He, like, teared up, like, three times. Oh, I
0: I was right next to him. I didn't hear any sniffles coming from him, probably because there's so many people
2: talking. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, he teared up. He, yeah. did, he said he didn't, like... It. You know what's uh, funny,
0: though? Like, I don't think he... Like, I we've talked about that, and I believe I've mentioned to him that I'm very susceptible to that in movies. And he... Like, I don't think he, he said he does that. I think he's like, nah, I don't do that. But this movie made him do that. But I, I do like seeing movies with Pat because... Uh, Every it seems like every movie I leave with him, that's the best movie ever made. Very positive outlook, that's yeah. why. Like We saw The Big Sick, he's like,
2: dude, that was... I think was it's because a- he just doesn't watch movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know, it's nice to know that, I don't know, because if that was a bad movie, and he said that, I'd, I'd have to question his his merits. Mm-hmm. So, so far, we haven't seen anything bad together.
2: Did you guys get close to tearing up at all? Yes.
0: Oh, I, I teared up at one scene, which is weird, Pat. Tear up three times. Was it the
2: <laughs> was it the baby scene?
0: I think it was. Uh, not the baby. I can't remember.
1: I don't remember. I don't think it was. I felt something. I was like something was like pulling on my heart. I was like, yeah, I feel something in this moment, but I wasn't tearing up. I think I forgot what it was. Oh, it was the final scene. Well, not the final scene, but it was this, this. Uh, it was that back in the volleys I was telling you about because you could tell there was a lot of pain there from both fighters. Mm-hmm. It and was like crying little, from the pain. Oh yeah, because you could tell like it's just like they will like that that uh that passion and that like that they won't give up because they're both fighting for something. Interesting. Yeah, no, it was a very it was a very emotional scene. I felt it from
2: both oh, fighters. Oh, boxing, especially. Are, oh man,
0: man, I love that ending. It sucks because most boxing matches don't look like that. Unless you're watching like Mike Tyson, no, or no, the
2: no one lends that many
0: punches, or the uh, the Mickey Ward. So you tell me you didn't cheer when... Oh man, there was just so many. No, I cheered. On. Yeah, I what, what I'm like, saying is it's unrealistic. But that Mickey Ward versus Arturo Gotti fight, um, basically based on the the guy that the fighter was made from, that seriously feels like a movie. Yeah, I implore anybody to go watch that fight, Mickey Ward versus Arturo Gotti. I've seen it. Highlights, just fucking. It is pretty good. Dude, they're fucking just switching blows back and forth. It's so good. But anyways, yeah, Creed two, not not a cash grab. Definitely some passion behind it. Um, just didn't quite live up for me. It's probably like a half star less than the first one for me. Okay, okay, it's enjoyable though. I definitely recommend go seeing it. Uh, he he looks fucking insanely ripped in this movie. So if you're a girl and you like that kind of physique.
2: Or if you're a guy, or if you're...
0: Right, or if you're attracted to men with good bodies. You could go and, and uh, salivate Michael B. Jordan. Salivate? I almost did. I had to remind myself that I was straight. I was like, fuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just> what? Kidding. <laughs> Yo, I'm like... So I'm like looking up this fight that you're talking about, and the only thing I hear is like this comment off-center. Like, what the fuck is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Why don't you watch that? Uh on mute over there it would be good for you that's what I'm watching on mute what, what about you Steve do the highlights uh, Michael B. Jordan's body yeah I would say it's 10 out of 10 oh yeah that's a 5 Fox out
1: of solid. 5 I'm talking that's about Creed solid. 2 though what would you oh, give Creed, Creed 2 Creed uh, I would say it's easily I feel like it's just as good as the first probably not as good just it's like it's weird just rate right on your base Based on your enjoyment, man, I don't really, I really enjoyed this, man. I say it's a heavy four for me, man. Heavy four, you heavy four, man. I feel like I want to give it a four point five. I really fucked with it. Here's my thing. I will give it a four
0: four point five. I don't give a fuck. I'll put it out there. Oh my best god, best movie of the year. Damn, pastas. All right, my my thing with this movie is, um, I honestly thought about walking out of the theater. <laughs> you spilled the beer, yo, dude. Yo. <laughs> Oh, I'm never supposed to be on here. <laughs> Dude, did I not set my switch right there? Yes. And I'm like, you don't want to do that.
1: I fucking do it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't anyway,
0: know, man. Oh, man. For, just for context, I was going to put my switch on the table, and uh, I was afraid that someone would spill something on it. And I put it in this random spot, and Harvey's like, we never spilled anything on this table. He should just spill beer on that spot. That exact spot. <laughs> But yeah, this this movie, um yeah, where was I going with it? I can't remember. Oh yeah. Um I honestly might just go rewatch it at Alamo to be honest, because these motherfuckers really did detract from it. And um I'm sitting at a heavy three and a half right now. But I think on a nice uh invested rewatch I could probably bump this up to a four.
1: You guys say I become a boxer?
2: You think I could become a boxer, right? Mm, no.
0: Is it too late?
2: Yeah, I think it's too late. Oh. Um, yeah. For me, I'm somewhere between a three and a half and a four. Um, it's difficult to say if I'm honest. Um, at best, I could probably give it a light four. Um, right, it's, I'm uh, kind
0: of there too, but
2: it's. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's slightly. Uh, worse than the first one. Um, I enjoyed the first one a bit more because, like I said, like the relationships I felt were. Or the connections between the characters were a bit stronger and um i like uh i like more of the the third act of the first one a bit more too um but yeah, this is a pretty good movie and it's um uh, definitely much more than I expected i could say that um i really i really like the uh some of those fight sequences a lot actually. Yeah man Especially uh, towards the end
1: uh, I, I really enjoy those fights You know what I'm gonna become a boxer guys Next week I'll, I'll fill you in On my uh, are you uh, progress Are the,
2: watching The
0: Ward Gotti
1: Yeah they're just Hammering each yeah. other It's insane It's like Creed It's kind of unheard of In boxing Yeah like the no. way They're hammering It's insane It's like I don't think I've ever Seen that before
2: Yeah It's pretty crazy uh, You guys wanna pick A movie for next week Yeah
1: I guess so
0: This is a tough one huh man, Harvey one.
1: Harvey you're not gonna be here I heard I rumors bet. Rumor, Rumors have it
0: yeah your opinion doesn't matter you're like an old person that votes like
2: <laughs> what yeah. future do you have <laughs> that's true that's true um, damn I
0: just offended old people again yeah yeah it's like you have it out for them
2: I mean, um they fuck shit up right I think the only thing that comes out next week is that horror movie that I mentioned the I don't know the mm. Hannah Rose movie mm. So I think you guys will have to uh, go back a week or something. I honestly we'll just see. Can't, we'll, I we'll, can't
0: do that horror movie. We'll, 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 we'll see. I'm thinking Green Book or um, The Favorite or there's one more, I think. We'll, we'll see what happens next week. I don't think we will. I think we should decide. <laughs> yeah. I'd, say,
1: I'd say we watch a three for The Favorite, Possession of Hannah Rose, and uh,
0: I, just, I don't even know. Green Book
2: sounds like a horrible idea. (laughs) That's my whole week.
0: Uh, Let's watch The Favorite. We we don't have enough movie pass uh, uses to do that. Oh, that's true. true.
1: Alright, The Favorite. That's what I pick. Thomas, The Favorite? Alright, cool.
0: Well, not so fast. There's The Front Runner too. I don't know, man. I'll pick The Favorite. Uh, I don't know. What's what, what You
2: guys want to
0: shelf it? We're gonna shelf it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a poll. Okay. But a poll in a place where people actually watch movies. Not like my Facebook.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh you guys wanna talk about the topic then?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Um believe we're uh I have we're fighting good, people. Yeah, I have a good pick. I want to
1: go first. Well, explain the topic yes. again in case. So, I mean, I'm going to reread exactly what I sent you guys. Uh, so, basically, the topic is, if you had to fight any movie character, who would it be? And I specifically said any movie character. So, they could be a fighter or a boxer or, you know, just, you know, a regular... Also,
0: like, um, you should also mention it's not a street fight, right? No, it's a sanctioned boxing match. So you
1: call them out like on television. He's like, if he was a real man or if he was a real woman, uh, they will fight me on blah blah blah. September fifteenth, twenty eighteen. I don't know. I don't know how bat- boxing works. I don't know if they actually do that or not. But we will have a huge arena. Uh, I will have a I will have like an opening song coming out. I don't know if they really. I saw it in Creed, and I don't know if they actually do that in boxing yeah, matches. Of course. Oh, okay. I thought that was just a wrestling thing, but uh, I, w- I would definitely do that. And the person I would fight, I thought about it really hard because I was thinking, it's like I just can't. Like I don't know if I, I don't know if I could beat up most people. I think I could beat up. I probably couldn't. So the most logical thing was to pick Ralph Machio. <clears throat> Ralph
2: Machio, why Ralph?
1: Just because I know I could win in a fight. You think so? I'm like he, he was like training karate for like two months. Let's be honest. You think he could really win? Just kidding. because he whooped Johnny Lawrence's ass with that with that cheap, the uns- kick? yeah. That, that first of all, that was not even like that's not even legal. You're not supposed to be able to do that. He kicked him in the face. It's <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. I'm saying, if me and him got in the ring, he can he can bring karate. I guess I'll 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 box, and I think I think I can win against him.
0: He's only been training for. Wait, two months. he brings karate, and he's allowed to do karate. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be fine. So this is a sanctioned like street fight, not a boxing. Like it's a sanctioned fight of any kind, not yeah. a yeah. I mean, not I, a boxing match. I, but I want the boxing arena, and I want like the whole right, right flair. But, but it could still be like, um, like own buck versus. You could still you. do submissions. You could still do low kicks. Right.
1: Yeah, Tom. For you, I'll let that happen because I know you like. I like. I know you like uh, low kicks. That's one of your favorite. <laughs> Sweep moves. the legs.
0: Sweep the legs. All right. <laughs> Damn, I think you might get your ass kicked, but I don't know. Just wait. Really? No, this is bullshit. I don't think you would too.
1: He's been training for two months. All right, if you give me two
0: months of training, you think I couldn't whip his ass? Nah, yeah, he's a movie character. He's got more drive than you. Yeah. Just wait. You say you don't have drive? No, it's not. You don't have drive, but like in the movies, he has stuff to
2: fight for too. Yeah. He had like a beautiful girlfriend. Just wait, <laughs> the you, got, you don't have shit, Steve. All you got is a switch. You don't got shit to fight for. <laughs>
0: you gonna fight for two ninety nine? I'm gonna fight for two ninety nine, man i put everything on the line for that. Wow, I mean...
1: No, he got a sweet card. Maybe we could put I, that... I in. wasn't
0: looking for a challenge. I was looking for a release for this topic. A release? Okay, what would you pick? All right. You ever meet somebody that their views on society just differ so wildly from you, you just want to fight them? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a normal thing to think, right? <laughs> and you're just like, why the fuck can't you just fall in line and be normal? Why? Why do you got to be... <laughs> Why do you got to be such a fucking dickhead? Like, all right. I worked in the restaurant industry for many years. Um, Is this person a movie character or someone you used to work with? (laughs) (laughs) No. I just think um, people who don't tip are just dicks. And Mr. Pink from Reservoir Dogs doesn't tip. And I'm not saying you're a dick for not tipping because like you like saving your money you're you're a selfish asshole it's just you know they don't make shit and you you went to the restaurant knowing that so you're saying they you- make their living on that so honestly put some gloves on mr pink and let's fucking rock it because honestly you should tip your server
1: it seems very uh i understand your frustration <laughs> I used to work in the the restaurant business, but it's just so his,
0: his, I, I, his stubborn assholeness when he when he defends see that's himself. the
1: issue. Like, if someone just didn't tip me, I will walk away from it. But if he like has to explain to me why he didn't tip me, it's just yeah. Like, just then then just we have a problem. D- if
0: you want to not tip and and then go in shame and like just yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but if you're gonna be like, as far as I'm concerned, he's just doing his job. Why the fuck should I give him more money? Like well, if you're gonna say like outlandish shit like that, it's just like. Yeah, we're gonna have to have fun. Yeah, it's like it's it's one of those things. It's a it's a courtesy. It's, it's part of the the you know. And you know what, Tom? I think you could take Mister Pink. Yeah, that's why I picked him because you know, I I was looking at other people and I was like, yeah, I don't. I'm gonna lose like, that. I'm gonna lose that. And I was just like, you okay.
1: looked at everyone else from Reservoir Dogs and you're like, no, they probably could kick my ass. <laughs> yeah,
0: but just in general, like I'm sure there's other characters out there. Um, but yeah. What do you think, Harvey? You think he could take Mister Pink?
2: I don't know. It's possible. You know, we gotta realize though
0: I'm not I'm not fighting like a, a war where like me and him get into a fight, but he's got like gang members that'll kill me. Like obviously. I'm talking just in the ring, you know, for points or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One on one, boxing gloves, and or, you know, like I said, you could kick Tom. Uh I think I you
2: got could take very him.
0: thick thighs too, and I'm sure his aren't very thick.
2: <laughs> I'll give you like a ten to one shot. <laughs> All right, Harvey. What, what do you have? In I'm life? gonna make
0: him tip me after I'm done beating his ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give me your money. <laughs> you grab
0: his wallet. What do you? No, just, out of disrespect, I tip him. There you go. Mm-hmm. Buy buy yourself something to clean that up. This is the most
2: aggressive topic we've <laughs> had so far.
0: <laughs> so much testosterone. Well, that's what happens. When you watch Creed too,
1: man. Yeah, yeah man. It's just all that. Yeah, I could feel when
0: I walked walked out of the theater. I was like, For everyone here is ready to fight right just now.
2: Just filled up with it. Um. Yeah, um, my pick is unusual and also probably controversial.
1: Whoa! Just wait, it's I a re- girl. <laughs> I would really like to make a comment about uh, Tom and I's pick. Did you notice that I picked a sixteen-year-old kid and Tom picked uh, older, like someone probably in his late thirties, forties? In the movie, is
0: he, yeah, he r- was probably rough r- in his thirties.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I realized we didn't pick like people our own age. I mean, I'm almost <laughs> in my
0: thirties, so I don't think me and Mister Pink are that far off.
1: That's true
2: okay um give us a winner you get, have you guys seen the mist mm-hmm. yeah of course uh, oh yeah uh, all right i know exactly who you're gonna yeah. pick dude. <laughs> it's a weird I'm pick done. but i was just trying to think of like the i don't know i was trying to think of a character that i just hate a lot and uh marcia gate hardin plays uh this very religious lady called mrs carmody and uh, Wait, the so mist. you
0: are picking a girl
2: yeah
1: I know exactly who he's speaking too, I because want, I, want, I would fight her, too. <laughs> I wanted the fucking headbutter in
2: the face. Um, yeah, so everyone takes shelter uh, in the mist in a grocery store because, basically, well, they don't know what's happening. A, a crazy mist is um, spread throughout the city or no throughout one the knows, town. Yeah, no and, one knows um, why it's there or yeah, what it is. And people but. are disappearing when they go into the mist, and there's actually there's creatures in the mist. Um, because of possibly a alternate uh, dimension that it was open. open. Yeah. So um they're God, taking refuge movie. in a in a grocery store and Mrs. Carmody is very religious. She's saying it's the end of days and she's saying that the Lord is smiting everyone. Everyone and,
1: will be punished.
2: And she basically starts a little a cult, or like a little mini religious cult in the grocery store while they're all like surviving and Tom, have she you ends seen up this? doing some yeah. very fucked oh. up shit. Um Yeah. I just uh I hated the shout out of her character she was it was such a great character too it was really well done because you really hated thing. her <laughs> yeah, she was she was the shittiest fucking character I've ever seen and um, you know it's crazy though if you actually I think about, it, about
1: it, it in her in her in her own weird way n- until the part she thought until until she decided that they need to sacrifice someone she was kind of right in a weird way like she was like she wasn't being completely illogical like you, if you're religious and all this shit's happening, it kind of makes sense for your brain to go to that direction, right? I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm. Am I defending her? Possibly. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, she was ultra religious, and I feel like that's probably the only place she could have gone just to deal with anything.
2: Yeah, I suppose. I mean, but don't get me
1: wrong. I completely. I completely. Sacrificing
2: is that's crazy. Shit. Yeah, that's when it got weird. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I fe- didn't.
0: She like. Like someone jeopardized them in the movie,
2: jeopardized
0: well, I guess she kind of did jeopardize it in the sense that she was starting unnecessary conflict, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true, um, but yeah, I guess uh, Steve's the only one that picked someone <laughs> that would actually look like a match <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling I, you, I would win. <laughs> I'm fighting a scrawny fucking <laughs> fucking gang member, and uh. Harvest beating the shit out of a middle aged <laughs> woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm
1: picking on a sixteen year old kid who has two months of training. I think I could win.
2: Nah. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Sean and I got a good chance of winning our fights. Yeah, so I, think, I you. think you're
0: um <laughs> Yeah, and, and not to mention you said you were gonna be using the method of boxing. I don't know. I mean, hey, I'm I'm trying to give him a leg up. I think I think uh, I think he's gonna take that leg up and run. And your <laughs> leg's face. gonna be up. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like this is more of one of our aggressive
1: topics. I think Tommy was a little right. I don't know why. Well, I,
0: it was either um Steve Buscemi or the front row in in front <laughs> of me at uh <laughs> my Creed <laughs> show. So everyone at your Creed j- Creed show. <laughs> You know, it's funny, though. Pat was like, dude, they'd fuck you up. And I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, because... uh, I want to hear this. Because uh, just like in the movie, it's who wants it more is going to win. So you think your passion would have drove you to win a fight between maybe 20 people? I was so angry at them that I wouldn't feel pain. They weren't angry at me, (laughs) and they would feel pain. The incredible fucking Thomas just... ah. Honestly, (laughs) it would have looked a lot... Honestly, what I wanted, my, my dream scenario in my head, which was also distracting me from the movie. Uh, have you seen Old Boy? Yeah. Well, you know how you had to go through that hallway. With the hammer? Of, with ha- with the hammer of people? Yeah. Uh, I want to do that through the aisles <laughs> of this movie show and just fucking spinning my hammer around, Beautiful. bashing people's teeth out. <laughs> it's just, it's criminal. Don't fucking talk in the movie. Or I'll bash your skull and with a hammer. Damn, this is a rough podcast. <laughs> what, what did I
1: bring out? I didn't expect this to we'll happen a, at all. <laughs> we're going to get flagged. we
2: getting flagged out of this
0: one. Nah, man. We
1: have lost all... Yeah, the show is going off the rails, man. We need to... Uh, just
0: imagine me, like... You just see, like, a, a snake zigzag down the aisles of just people flying around. And I come out on top of the bottom. <laughs> Beautiful. The bodies tumble down the stairs onto me. Oh, Glorious!
1: How did this happen?
0: All right, great. Well, great topic, guys. Yeah, really mm-hmm. great.
2: Conversation. It was very, very productive.
0: Let's. I think um, we learned a lot. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I think we have a game to play, right?
2: Yep, we do. We're gonna play um, back to
0: old rules. Still,
2: yeah, I guess so.
0: Till Sean graces us with his presence again.
2: I suppose I'm not losing again, though.
0: You might, though. That's the old way of That's, the game.
2: I reject it.
0: You, you, you I mean. If you get, if you guys want to have a boxing match right now to see who, who <laughs> defends your loss or, or something. You can do that. Get some. Uh,
2: this game involves a 12-sided die. Um, it has a name. I don't want to say the name because I don't like saying it.
0: Don't worry. Oh, I'll, I'll say it because I'm a bro.
2: Get wrecked.
0: It's called Get Wrecked.
2: Yep. And uh, we're going to roll a 12-sided die. The person that rolls the highest will assign a movie to the person that rolls the lowest.
0: Let's and get we recommended.
2: We get. And I got a twelve. Ooh, Harvey's looking looking hot. Shomo's shaking. He's got an eight. That's a solid
0: eight's not terrible.
2: That's solid. 11. An eleven. Oh, eight's sh- terrible. <laughs> Shomo's gonna be watching a movie.
0: Oh, is it gonna be the Kevin Bacon one? Or are you gonna be more uh, nah, inspired?
2: It's not gonna have Kevin Bacon in it. Um. Okay. You've been ducking and you've been dodging. One of the, my favorite things in the world. Uh, horror movies.
1: <laughs> oh my God, why?
2: So, I'm going to give you a classic. Classic. From 2009. 2009. Jesus. It's uh, House of the Devil. Oh, man. I heard that's so good. Directed by Ty West.
0: Are you, are you lying, Steve?
1: No, I'm being dead serious. I actually want to go see it myself. So, um, I might head over to my local... House uh, of the uh, Devil?
2: Amazon Prime. And check it, it out. House of the Devil. By our boy Ty West. He happens to be good friends with uh, Joe Sonsberg. Very
1: interesting. Is he in the movie?
2: Mm, no, he's not in this one. Mm.
1: I know he's in either one of his movies, shows up.
2: Well, they're both in uh, Your Next.
1: That's Maybe that's the connection I'm making.
2: Which I think you should also see at some point. Maybe I'll assign that to you too. Uh, in Straj, though, we'll, we'll take it one at a time first. So, um, House of <laughs> the Devil. Don't hurt me. I think you'll enjoy it. I think uh, if anything, even if you don't enjoy it, I think you'll see some interesting things in it because uh, I think it attempts some uh, things we don't see very often from horror movies. Okay. Um, but yeah, and I think that's what's important. Not so much enjoying the movie or loving it.
0: <laughs> really? I think so. Yeah, I guess you're right, but um, all right. I'll do it. he will do it. I- I'm loyal to the game. Y'all ready to wrap this up? Let's wrap it up. Steve's already got his Nintendo Switch yeah, out. He's, he's ready to go. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm ready to
1: play some of that <laughs> sweet, sweet
2: Mario Kart. All right. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, we are sure. doing the right film. Please uh, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever uh, podcast that you're using. That'd be great. We also have uh, some social media. Uh, do the Right Film underscore podcast on Instagram. I think we're do the Right Film on everything else. We also have a website, DoTheRightFilm.com dot You can listen to all the episodes there and uh, send us a message if you want. Um, recommend some more horror movies that we can assign uh, Thomas. That'd be great. Um, spare <laughs> me, spare <laughs> me. But um, yeah, it's been nice.
0: Yeah, it's been very nice. Uh, yeah, man. Sorry, sorry, we're so violent. We're we're not like that, but. You know, after almost 100 episodes, First of all, you know we what? need it to vent. Oh, yeah, yeah it's almost 100. You right? can't
2: ignore the aggression. Sometimes that stuff gets pent up, and that's how bad things yeah. happen. You gotta, you gotta, Every 100 you episodes,
0: it. we're going to talk about who we want to beat the living shit out of.
1: Then <laughs> We pick a new
2: character.
0: <laughs>
1: all right, guys, uh, is that all? Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. All right. We need a catchphrase.
0: I think I'm Ooh. in love with lost.